my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Mark Moss Show, where I bring to you the latest in Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and of course the giant decentralized revolution that's happening right in front of your eyes now. You've probably all been hearing the whispers across the interwebs of what this Bitcoin is, what these cryptocurrencies are. You're hearing about all types of things and NFTs and dog coins, and you don't know what's what. Um, maybe it's a scam. Maybe it's a Ponzi, maybe it's a fad, or maybe, just maybe, this is the biggest thing that you'll ever see, the biggest opportunity that you'll ever see in your life. And of course, that's what I believe. Um, I don't just believe that blindly. I know that factually as a student of history, as a lifelong investor, entrepreneur, and uh, each and every week, I'm going to bring to you the information that I have learned along the way that I've been studying for years and years and years. And I'm going to share that with you. And you want to know this information because 
I'm not being dramatic or over the top here, but I literally mean this is going to be the biggest opportunity that you'll ever see in your lifetime, that you'll see in multiple generations. And as I like to say each and every week, this is the largest, the best asymmetric opportunity. That means there's more upside than downside. And the way that you benefit from these asymmetric opportunities is by having asymmetric information. That means you have information that most people don't have. Now, when you have information that most people don't have, you have an edge. As an investor, as a business person, you need an edge. Otherwise, if everybody knows the same thing, there's no edge. There's no alpha. There's no way for you to get a better return, right? If you're an athlete, you want to have an edge on your competition, right? So you study your competition to find their weaknesses and where you can you have strengths, right? The edge. And so the edge is in having the information that most people don't have. Now, I have been studying this I've been researching it, and I've been writing about it since 2015. It's about six years now. Um, I have been a lifelong investor. I invested through the dot-com bubble and and on. I started an internet business. I have a Fortune 500 exit. So I have the perspective. I've been doing it. I've been studying this for a long time. I've personally researched and published over 1,000 pages of research on cryptocurrencies. And so I have an edge. Um, I've made a lot of money in this space because I have an edge. Um, because I've been doing this for a long time, I have, uh, you know, I have a radio show now, and I have access to the smartest people in the space. I mean, I'm talking the builders, the doers, the investors. I'm talking the smartest people in the space, and I talk to them on a regular basis. They're my friends. We chat on the phone. I had dinner with them, a couple of them last night. I have an edge. I have information that most people don't have, but guess what? You can have that edge too. You can hang out with me each and every week right here on this radio show. And I'm going to tell you what the smartest people in the space, my friends, are telling me, the conversations that we're having. And so my edge is your edge. As long as you stay with me, it's going to be the most profitable time of your week. So pull out your phone, put a reminder, set this time, this date, this channel, this station on your phone, and do not miss it. Because it's going to be that big. Now, we're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about cryptocurrencies and this decentralized revolution and, and the wealth transfer that's happening. And, you know, I like to talk about why it's important because you need to understand how big it can be and when it can get there. Like, what are the markets it's disrupting? How much value can it pull? How much can it change our life? Um, and that helps us set, like, this target of where it can go. And then we want to pay attention to that target to make sure that it's still in play, right? It's still in progress. And so that's what we do each week. You know, I'm going to continue to let you know why it's so big, you know, how big it can be, um, the industries it can disrupt, all those, all those super fun things. And then each and every week we want to pay attention to those things to make sure that it is still on track. Um, and so we're doing that. Now, um, as far as the price goes, you know, we're going to talk about the price. Uh, we, this is the first show of the month of November and the Bitcoin price, which of course leads the entire cryptocurrency space closed at an all time high last month in November, the highest point it's ever crossed. And so that is a very bullish sign on the market, you know, and, uh, Bitcoin is now uh, over a trillion dollar. It's about, I think 1.1, 1.15 trillion dollar market cap. As a matter of fact, it's yeah 1.15. And uh, it's massive. 
It's massive. It's 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 a legitimate asset. Uh, the entire cryptocurrency market cap is up to about uh, 2.6 trillion dollars, uh, which is again massive. It's it's a it's legit, right? It's a legit now. And I was saying uh, before, uh, uh, you know, I've been looking at and thinking about the price. And, um, you know, I like to say that the price is a little bit of a distraction. But I like to say that the price, while it's a distraction, while, it's, while I do not believe that it's something that you should be focused on, and I'll, I'll explain to you why. What I do think, though, is that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, and Bitcoin specifically, is a bait and switch, I have a I have a tweet that went viral saying that kind of same thing. It's on my email newsletter. Bitcoin is a bait and switch. It sucks people in on the price, hoping to get rich, hoping to make a bunch of money, and then it switches them into realizing that Bitcoin is the greatest invention, the greatest innovation, the greatest technological revolution that we'll ever see that will literally change the way humanity works for the better, for the better. Um, throughout history, as far back as you go, it's just a cycle of uh, of oppression, revolution, and freedom, and then oppression, revolution, freedom. It just repeats over and over and over. And um, you know, man, uh, humans want to take control over systems and manipulate them, and it creates distortions in the market. And we print all kinds of money, and then uh, people get uh, enslaved. Um, maybe if you don't want to use that word today, just uh, think about, you know, oppressed. <laughs> think about all the people whose businesses got forced to shut down and people that can't go to work today, you know, um, th- that type of oppression. It's created, you know, supply chain backups that we uh, have today, you know, prices shooting through the moon. Of course, you know, the, the, the people that be in power, the leaders that be today gaslighting you saying, ah, it's, you're not really seeing inflation. Uh, it's not really a problem. Um, and it's, it's, it's all going to go away. Well, <laughs> if you go fill up your car with gas or you go buy some food at the grocery store, you realize that prices are going higher and it is a problem. And so uh, Bitcoin can fix that. Bitcoin can fix the entire incentive structure to the entire world, making it a much more peaceful much more friendly place. And so it's that big, it's going to change humanity. And so um, that's what we're focused on. But again, the price is that bait and switch. Bait you in with the price, switch it to the greatest tool for human freedom and flourishment that the world has ever seen. But going back to the price for a minute, um, again, because it's the bait, uh, going back to the price for a minute, like I said, we, we closed the month at, a, at an all-time high and the network continues to go higher and higher and higher. Now, I think it was 2017, the, the biggest bank, probably the most powerful bank in the United States. I'm talking about J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, and Jamie Dimon is the president of the bank, the CEO of, of J.P. Morgan. And in 2017, he said that Bitcoin is a scam. It's a fraud. And he would never, ever, ever, ever think about buying Bitcoin. As a matter of fact, he went on to say some harsh things, even harsher than that, and went on to say that if anybody from JP Morgan even traded Bitcoin, he would fire them. What? That's pretty harsh, right? That's super harsh. That's what he said. Um, It makes me think of this quote. I think it was Gandhi who said, you know, at, at first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, and then they join you. And that's kind of what we've seen with J.P. Morgan. Like I said, probably the most influential bank in the United States. Um, we'll fire anybody if they even trade Bitcoin. That's what he said. Um, but that was 2017. 
My, 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 have things have changed. As a matter of fact, JP Morgan just put out um, some new guidance this week of where they think Bitcoin could go and why it could go there and how fast it could go. And you will not believe the price that they have pegged onto Bitcoin. And again, um, why they think it can get there, how they think it can get, get there. Um, and so we went from JP Morgan saying, I'll fire anybody who buys it, and now J.P. Morgan is advising their clients. I'm going to tell you where that price is going to go when we get back. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show. I'm talking about Bitcoin. I'm talking about cryptocurrencies. I'm talking about the decentralized revolution, and I will be right back. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show, and we are talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the decentralized revolution, bringing you the latest information each and every week so you can profit from the greatest opportunity that you'll ever see in your lifetime, multiple generations. Now, before we went on the last break, if you were still with me, we were talking about how the price is a distraction. When you're investing in a new technology, the price is a distraction. However, it's a bait and switch. It baits us in on the price of hopes of making a bunch of money and having all our dreams come true and being able to buy all those things that we want. And then it switches us into the greatest tool for human freedom and peace uh, that we've ever seen. Um, but, you know, because the price is the bait, we're going to talk about that. And I was saying that J.P. Morgan, Chase, the largest, uh, most influential bank in the United States, and the CEO, Jamie Dimon, uh, back in 2017, said that Bitcoin is such a scam that he would never buy it. He would never do anything with it. And even if anybody in J.P. Morgan were to trade it, he would fire them, which was pretty extreme. Uh, but that's what he said. Um, and my, 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 have they changed their minds they have changed their minds. And of course they have because the Bitcoin network has continued to grow and uh, it's continued to take over more and more market share. And uh, as I said before, I went on the break. I think it was Gandhi who said that first they ignore you. So, you know, Bitcoin from 2009, 2010, 2011, nobody pay attention. Then they laugh at you, you know, 2013, 2014. Ah, ha ha ha. These people think they can create their own money. That's so funny. Um, then they Then they fight you. Right, so then we have 2017, 2018. Uh, they were gonna fight it. Then Jimmy Diamond says, "We'll fire anybody who does anything with it." We're gonna they're gonna fight it, and then finally, they join you, and that's where we are today, 2021. Um, everybody is joining Bitcoin. Of course, we like to say in the space that everybody will buy at the price they deserve. Hmm. Just think about that for a minute. Just marinate on that for a minute. Everyone will buy at the price they deserve. And that just means that eventually everybody is going to be forced to capitulate. Eventually, everybody is going to be forced to buy. And, uh, you know, your life is made up of the choices that you make. That's what, that's what makes up your life. And you have the choice. You can buy now at this price. Or you could listen to the people like Jamie Dimon who changed their mind and not buy. And then you'll just buy later at the price you deserve. And that might be uh, when it's 10x from here. And you get to decide. Uh, but of course, Jamie Dimon, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase has changed their mind on that. And they don't want to buy at a higher price. They want to buy at the price they deserve, which they think is now. And so they've renewed their target. And, and uh, just this week, J.P. Morgan came out. Um, and they came out with a price uh, target of $146,000 for Bitcoin. Now, a lot of people ask me all the time, you know, um, should I buy Bitcoin? Is it, is it too expensive? Should I wait for a dip? Should I wait, right? And the thing is, is that, is it too expensive? Well, too expensive relative to what? <laughs> 
is it too expensive? Is is Bitcoin expensive relative to when it was ten cents? Well, heck yeah, of course it is. It's sixty thousand now. Of course it's expensive. Um, but is it expensive compared to where it could be in the future? So if Bitcoin could be a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, is it is it expensive or cheap? Well, shoot, if I can buy an asset for fifty thousand that's going to be worth one hundred and fifty thousand, I'll do that all day long. So it's cheap, right? And so uh, J.P. Morgan this week they says that. Uh, they have renewed their price target for Bitcoin, $146,000. And they say that um, the bank says Bitcoin is increasingly looking like a digital alternative to gold in the eyes of investors. It went on to say that it said cryptos are, quote, an emerging asset class on a multi-year structural uptrend. And so, um, Wow. That, that really went from uh, fighting, <laughs> fighting us to joining us pretty quickly, didn't it? Um, and so they said that, um, you know, they think that Bitcoin surges to $146,000. That's about 130 or more. That's about 100, I don't know, 40%, almost 150% above today's price. Now, what is 150%? Well, let's just put this into perspective. Now, we're at this weird point in time where everybody's out there gambling today. Um, you know, I've been uh, helping investors for decades and, uh, you know, I've just never seen people come into the space with these expectations they have today. Um, I see people coming in and like, if I can't make 10 times my money this year, and I'm like, what? <laughs> make, make 10 times your money this year. But that's kind of the expectations for some people to have. But um, per JP Morgan, they said that the price of Bitcoin could go up 150%. Now, so let me put this into perspective for you. Traditionally, people, if you go to your financial advisor, you know, you go to your Charles Schwab advisor, whatever you go to, well, they're going to tell you to do a 60-40 split. Put 60% into stocks and put 40% into bonds and just stay in the market. Over the long run, you're going to make a lot of money. It's not timing the market. It's time in the market. Well, the market, time, time in the market, if you've been in the S&P 500, the, you know, the biggest stock market in the United States, um, you would have averaged, depending on what time frame you're looking at, 60 years, 80 years, you would have looked at somewhere between a 6 to 8% return, 6 to 8%. Now, that's not bad. That's not bad, 6 to 8%. You know, every 7, 8 years, you double your money. I mean, uh, you do that, you, know, you double it for you know, 20, 30 years in a row, you end up with a pretty good nest egg. And that's why it's about timing, you know, getting in the market now, allowing that power of compounding to grow. But that's 6% or 8%. JP Morgan saying you could make 150%. So, hmm, 150 sure is better than 6 or 8%. And so guess what happens? A lot of people are going to take that. And then it becomes like this self-fulfilling prophecy. So the more people that jump in, the faster it goes up. The, the, then it drags more people in, the faster it goes up, and on and on and on. Now, J.P. Morgan um, says that they, they think one of probably the 100 or so reasons why it can go up is uh, two things. One, they said that it's it's a scarce product. It's a scarce product. So it's, it's scarcity, right? So value is really given to things that are scarce, Economics are driven by supply and demand. The more demand there is, but less supply, that creates scarcity. More people want something than there is something available. And naturally, of course, it drives the price up. Um, the more supply there is and the less demand, then the price goes down. 
right? It's 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 pretty basic. Now, your um your leaders, your financial leaders, your economists, the Federal Reserve, they don't want you to understand that. They want it to be some crazy complicated uh, you know, thing in the head that you have to know the the velocity of money and you have to know all these things. Um, but no, it's just supply and demand. The more people that want something and the less there is of it, the price goes up. And that's why um, the fiat money system, the, the system that the central banks do use, which is they print an unlimited amount of money, um, then uh, that's why there's no value there. That's why it continues to lose value. Again, back to scarcity. So JP Morgan says it's a scarce product, but there's something that they are comparing it to. As a matter of fact, it's the... Uh, it's not the largest asset class, but it's one of the oldest asset classes in the world. They say that it compares to, I want to tell you about that, because if you understand that market that JP Morgan says is a, is a good analog to Bitcoin, then you'll really understand what the value is and where it's going. So I want to tell you what that is and how we can draw a comparison to that. Uh, by the way, you're listening to the Mark Moss Show. We're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about cryptocurrencies and the decentralized revolution, helping you navigate the greatest wealth transfer you will ever see uh, the Mark Moss show and I will be right back. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like the more MQLs, the better over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. 
OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Ma Show, talking about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and the decentralized revolution. I'm here each and every week giving you the information that you need so you can stay in this thing. You can stay in this thing. Now, um, you know, what, when I say stay in this thing, what do I mean by that? Well, you know, I, if, you, if you bought Bitcoin in 2010 when it was 10 cents, um, you probably would have sold at a dollar. Uh, that would have been the best trade of your life or you would have sold at $10. You would have sold at $100. Right? At some point you would have sold... The only way that you would have been able to really, really get rich is to stay in it. But of course, it's hard because the price goes up and down and you hear all these different things. And so you have to stay up on the news and stay up on the development in order to stay in it. Otherwise, you get shaken out of your position. You don't want to get shaken out of your position early. And so that's what we're talking about. Now, I was talking about how the uh, price is a distraction. Uh, it's a bait and switch. The, you get sucked into the price, then you realize it's a life changing technology. But I was specifically, I was talking about JP Morgan and uh, one of the most influential, biggest banks, oldest banks in the United States. And JP, Jamie Dimon had said that back in 2017 that uh, it was a fraud, it was a scam. And if anybody at JP Morgan was trading it, he would fire him. Pretty harsh words. Um, that was fighting part. And now they have decided to join us. And now JP Morgan this week came out with guidance, said that they think Bitcoin's price could get to $146,000. And what they said is that um, because of its scarcity, we were talking about the scarcity before the break, but they said that um, they think it's tracking like gold. It looks like gold. And um, they said it's acting more like a digital gold than ever. So what happens is whenever there's a new technology as humans, because as humans, we can't envision the future. All humans can do is imagine a better version of what we have today. So we have cars, we'll have flying cars, right? We can't imagine things in the future because we don't have those, those things, that, those building blocks. And so what we do to try to understand something new like this, a new technology, is we try to, um, we try to compare it to something we know. That's all we can do. So um, when electricity came out, uh, it's kind of like a digital candle, right? It's a way that I can have light, but I don't need a fire to do it. Well, it was that. It was, sure. Uh, the, the Electricity was a digital candle. But why do we need that? I mean, candles have been great for 5,000 years for light. Candles are even better because it's portable. I can carry a candle around and I can replace it and I don't need all these stupid wires and on and on and on, right? Um, and, and electricity was a digital candle, but of course today it's, it's so much more. And um, gold has also been money for 5,000 years. And gold's been great. 
um, because of many reasons. Money has to have uh, characteristics to make it good money. It needs to be portable, divisible, durable, things uh, acceptable, saleable, etc. Um, and and uh, so it's, it's been good money for 5,000 years. But it's not really that good of money today. As a matter of fact, it's not even money today um, because it hasn't adapted. So um, <laughs> you're listening to me over the internet or over the radio, and I can't send you gold over the internet, right? There's a problem with that. Um, and so while it's been a good way to store wealth throughout the ages, and a part of, partly because it's scarcity, um, it just it hasn't kept up with the internet age. And so... Um, uh, today, over the last year or two, we've really seen most investors are moving into Bitcoin and not into gold. And so um, that's exactly what JP Morgan is saying here. Um, they said the bank says Bitcoin is increasingly looking like a digital alternative to gold in the eyes of investors. Right. And so that's what they're saying. Investors are turning to gold. Um, it says... Uh, they're preferring to hold gold in their portfolios. Um, JP Morgan thinks Bitcoin, which is a scarce product, is is competing with gold for investors' attention as a hedge against inflation. And that is something that will rise even as inflation eats away at the value of other assets. So we have inflation, <laughs> massive inflation. Prices are going up all over the place in, in a crazy fashion. Um, obviously, inflation hits each of us differently. It depends on what you're buying, what your goods and baskets are. But, you know, gasoline's up 50% this year. Steak's up, what, 22% this year. New uh, new home or homes are up 30, 30% this year. Used, uh, used cars are up 35% this year. What that means, that's inflation. Prices are going up. And what that means is not that just prices are going up, but your dollars are buying less and less and less. And so we need a hedge against that. Um, my dollars are losing purchasing power so fast. I need to hedge that. I need to say, I need to guard myself against that. So I have to put my dollars into another asset that could be the stock market, could be real estate, could be gold, um, or now it's Bitcoin. And so we need to hedge against that. We have to protect that. And they're saying that investors are more and more and more turning to Bitcoin instead of going back to gold. Um, they said that it's uh, quote, the reemergence of inflation concerns among investors appears to have renewed interest in the uses of Bitcoin as an inflation hedge, end quote. Uh, another quote, Bitcoin's allure as an inflation hedge has perhaps been strengthened by the failure of gold to respond in recent weeks to heightened concerns over inflation, end quote. So um, what they're saying is that gold has been the best hedge, the best way to secure your wealth against inflation, um, and now it's not working. Uh, inflation is running at a 13-year high. As a matter of fact, it's higher than that. Uh, we're seeing levels of inflation, prices increasing, that we haven't seen since the 70s. So um, not just 13 years, it's decades. I mean, prices are going up so fast. And your leaders, uh, you know, the Biden admin, they want to tell you that it's transitory. It's going away. It's temporary. Don't worry about it, right? Like, uh, it's, uh, it's because supply chains are breaking down. And once supply chains get going again, then, then uh, prices will get back to normal. Mm, no, that's not, that's not the truth. Uh, one of my favorite economists, Milton Friedman, said that inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. It can only be created by money printing. That's it. So when you uh, think of the money supply like a balloon, um, as I fill up, that, fill up the money supply, as I fill up the balloon, it inflates. It causes inflation. I increase the money supply. And what happens is 
what everybody hopes happens is that if we print a bunch of money and give it to everybody, we send out stimmy checks to everybody, then everybody's rich, right? But no, money isn't, money is not wealth. Wealth is goods and services. If I have a bunch of money, if I'm stuck on a deserted island and I got a billion dollars in a briefcase, but I got no boat, no phone to call for help, I got no food, I'm not rich. That billion dollars does me no good, right? I have no goods and services to buy with that. And so if we uh, magically, I had a magic wand and overnight I put a trillion dollars into every single person in the United States bank account. You woke up in the morning and everyone had a trillion dollars in the bank account. Oh my gosh, we're all rich. Well, not really. All we did was increase the money supply. Now we have more money chasing the same amount of goods and services. We didn't increase the goods and services. And when we have more money chasing the same amount of goods and services, guess what happens? Prices go up. So you're, you, even though the money in your account went up, you can't buy any more goods and services. So you're not getting more wealthy. That's basically what we're talking about. And so we need to protect... Uh, the purchasing power, what we can buy with it. And be, back to what Milton Friedman said, it's always a monetary phenomenon because when they increase the money supply, <laughs> prices go up. That's why it's always a monetary phenomenon. So don't believe them when they tell you if supply chains is going back to normal. No. Uh, when they stop printing money, maybe. But they can't and they won't. And inflation is going to continue getting worse and worse and worse, which is why you need to be more and more concerned with having an inflation hedge, which as JP Morgan says, gold has lost that. Um, it's failed to respond to inflation. And that's why people are running to Bitcoin. So anyway, um, gold's about a $13 trillion market cap. Bitcoin's about a $1 trillion market cap. Uh, JP Morgan and Citibank both say that Bitcoin could overtake gold. Again, it's a 13 trillion market cap, which means Bitcoin could go up 13 times from here. Wow. It's pretty amazing, but that's not all. Uh, there's even bigger price targets than that. I want to tell you what those are um, because you might not believe it, but I'm going to break it down for you so you understand where we're going. And again, give you the information you need so you can hold through these markets. Hold on with those strong hands. By the way, you are listening to The Mark Moss Show. I'm bringing you the latest information on Bitcoin cryptocurrencies and this decentralized revolution. So you have the asymmetric information. That's information most people don't have. So you can take advantage of this asymmetric opportunity. What I believe in my, I don't know, shoot, I'm old now, 20 years, 25 years of full-time investing experience. I've never seen an opportunity like this ever. Um, you're listening to the Mark Moss Show, and I'm going to be right back. All right, welcome back. You are listening to the Mark Moss Show, and we're talking about Bitcoin Talking about the cryptocurrency boom. We're talking about this decentralized revolution that's changing the world right before our very, very eyes. And I spent a lot of time before the break talking about the price. Um, it's a distraction, but it's still important. It's a, it's a bait and switch. We, we're all interested in the price. Um, but, but maybe we shouldn't be so interested in the price in the way that we think. Um, you know, we can see other currencies around the world just blowing up, meaning, uh, meaning just becoming worthless right before our very eyes. It's happening all over the world as, as I'm talking to you at this very moment. Uh, there's, I think, a half a dozen countries that are seeing double-digit inflation. Uh, Lebanon seeing their current and entire currency collapse in just a few months. Of course, Venezuela, the currency, you don't even pick it up off the ground anymore. And so, um, you know, what uh, $100 used to be a lot of money, and then it was 1000 and then a million, and then a billion, and next thing you know, a trillion dollars doesn't even buy what, a, what $100 used to buy. And so it's not, um, it's not really about making money. 
you know, one thing that's important to understand is that if, well, I don't even want to say if, I should say when, <laughs> when Bitcoin gets to, you know, a million dollars per Bitcoin, unfortunately, a million dollars just won't buy you that much stuff anymore. And so um, what you need to do is start kind of getting the idea of thinking of everything in dollars terms out of your head and start thinking about things in terms of purchasing power. Because at the end of the day, um, if you were with me before the break, I was talking about how money is not, is not wealth. Money buys us goods and services. Goods and services are wealth, not the money. The money is just a tool to, to acquire those things. And so when you just price things in dollars, uh, you're not really seeing the whole picture. What you're trying to see is how much goods and services can I buy? And so that's that's really the thing. And so um, I was talking about before the break. JP Morgan says that Bitcoin could overtake gold. They think it could get to one hundred one hundred forty six thousand dollars here in the short term. That's a hundred and fifty percent increase from here today. If it overtakes gold, gold's about a thirteen trillion dollar market cap. That's a, about a thirteen x from where we are today, which is amazing. Um, but it could even go up higher than that. Um, what we've seen, I uh, was I was kind of referencing this Gandhi quote. First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then they join you. And we've gone through all those stages with Bitcoin. It was ignored, it was laughed at, it was it was fought, and now it's being accepted. And so um, what we can see is JP Morgan obviously is accepting it. We're seeing um, at the point now, we're seeing, you know, obviously the people have accepted it, the banks have accepted it. And now we're seeing Fortune 500 companies accept it as their reserve, like micro strategy. And now we're seeing countries um, accept it, like El Salvador. And so we're at that point where it's just blowing up. And I know... You know, uh, one of the biggest objections to this is that, ah, the governments are just going to make it illegal. They're just going to make it illegal. Well, there's a few things that I would say to that. Uh, one, I would say is that that sounds like when I hear that, all I hear is, meh, meh, meh. I just hear sheep talking. The people run the government are supposed to. The government's there for the people. Now, it's not being run like that today, but that's what it's supposed to be. And I can tell you one thing. If a billion people do not want Bitcoin to be illegal, then it will not be illegal, period. So anyone that's just like, eh, eh, the government's just going to take it away from us, um, you're, just, you're already a victim. And uh, maybe Bitcoin's not right for you. You can just buy it later when uh, when uh, when the price is higher. But um, in, in more seriousness, well, that is kind of serious, but... Um, you know, I've gone on many times talking about why it won't be made illegal, why they can't make it illegal. I think uh, there's there's several reasons. Uh, if you've been with me each and every week, I'm not going to dive super into this deep this week, but we had the first Bitcoin ETF become approved. And so I think that was like, I mean, if you still think it's going to become illegal after that, I mean, you just don't understand how the financial markets and the, and the government work together. Uh, I think that was basically sealed the deal. It's not going to be made illegal right now. Uh, approximately about 50 million Americans own Bitcoin at this point, um, which is a big number. Uh, and I said, you know, if a billion people don't want Bitcoin to be illegal, but if 50 million people don't want that to be illegal in the United States, I mean, it's not going to be illegal. We have 330 million people. So, I mean, that's a big chunk of the population that own it. Um, but more than that um, is that we've reached this level of entrenchment in politics. And so, you know, unfortunately... Uh, I'm not a big fan of the political system that we have today or the, or the financial system for that matter. You know, a lot of people think that uh, we have, we're in a capitalist 
capitalism, capitalist society, capitalism has failed us, capitalism is dangerous, capitalism is slavery, blah, 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 blah. Well, we, we don't have a capitalist uh, society. We don't have a capitalist system at all. Um, capitalism means that I have the freedom to acquire capital and direct it as I see fit um, in a free market, a free exchange. And in a free market, um, we can choose to do business together or not. If, if, I'm a, if I own a business and I want to hire you for $4 an hour, you have the right to either work for $4 an hour or not. I'm not forcing you. And if you don't take it, neither of us are any worse off. Now, of course, I'll never find anybody to work for four bucks an hour, and so I have to pay more. And so that's kind of how it works. It's like this free exchange. Um, in, in that type of environment, in a free market environment, both people think that they are getting the upper hand in a deal. If I'm trading you one asset for another, both of us have to think we're getting the better deal. Otherwise, the deal wouldn't happen because it's free. We don't have that type of a system. We have a crony system. We have a system where the government and big business work together and put pass laws and create regulations that um, entrench their positions and get unfair advantages and unfair, um, you know, unfair competition over the people. And the government forces things instead of being a win-win. We have a government forces things instead of being a win-win. We have a win-lose scenario. Um, but it is what it is, and that's where rats work together. You understand that um, big businesses lobby the government. <laughs> they spend a lot of money to get politicians to vote the way they want them to vote. As a matter of fact, most of the bills that get put forth aren't written by the actual politicians. They're written by the lobby groups. And if you understand that um, one of the biggest lobby groups is the financial industry, Wall Street, et cetera, um, and then you understand that Wall Street, uh, as we just talked about, JP Morgan is in on Bitcoin. They've, they've spent billions and billions of dollars to bring Bitcoin services in. <laughs> so, so the banks and Wall Street are in on Bitcoin. They've spent billions of dollars to get into Bitcoin. Uh, the financial industry lobbies the government. The lobbyists write the bills and give them to the governor's sponsor. So how would the government make it illegal <laughs> when, when they're being lobbied by the financial institutions and the financial institutions don't want it to be illegal? <laughs> You're starting to get the point, right? Uh, so the, the financial institution would just lose so much money. The 50 million Americans would lose all their wealth, you know, the wealth that they'd put into it. They're going to stand up and fight. And so I just don't see that happening. And even more than that, back to uh, kind of the point that I was going to make, is that we've also reached a level of entrenchment with the lawmakers themselves. And so we're at a point today where we see uh, dozens and dozens of Congress people, congressmen, women, uh, and uh, senators that are Bitcoiners, that own Bitcoin. As a matter of fact, uh, the head of the SEC, Gary Gensler, taught Bitcoin classes at MIT. Uh, Patrick McHenry, the Republican uh, head of the Financial Service Committee, is a Bitcoiner. Um, and um, we have another uh, Bitcoin freedom fighter, Cynthia Loomis, uh, who's also a big-time uh Bitcoiner. She's a Republican senator from Wyoming. She's a rancher and she's a Bitcoin hodler. She's a hodler. That stands on for like holding on for dear life. And so she's fighting for, uh, for the right, you know, to have Bitcoin, but not just that. She wants um, her state of Wyoming to benefit from Bitcoin. And it's not just her. Texas is on board with this. Uh, Florida's on board with this. 
and it's taking off. And so we have reached a level of entrenchment. Um, I just don't see how you put that genie back in the bottle. Um, anyone who thinks that it's being, it's going to be made illegal, uh, is missing the point. And so, you know, to kind of wrap this up, I would just say that, uh, you know, back in 2015, when I started buying Bitcoin, it was still, still dangerous. It was still risky, but today the biggest risk of it being made illegal is it's probable, but it's, it's, it's hardly probable. The chance of it's very slim. You're at a point in time where you have almost no risk and you still have an easy 10x upside ahead of you. It's the greatest greatest asymmetric trade I've ever seen in my entire career. I think that we'll ever stay in our life. And uh, that's what I'm just trying to help you understand each and every week at a, at a deeper level. And more importantly, stay into that. Of course, uh, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show, if you didn't already know. Well, I'm just you know trying to help you navigate Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in this decentralized revolution, the, the largest opportunity that you will ever see. If you get this right, it's generational wealth. It'll change your family lineage. It'll change your legacy. Uh, the Mark Moss Show. Thanks for joining. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.